What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Safe Not Soft. You already know what time it is. It's time to pick it up and preach on this podcast because God is just breathing over everything. And um, hi, welcome to Safe Not Soft. If this is your first time, I'm Emmy Moore. I'm the host. Um, we two seasons deep. God is so good. Praise the All High. Um, Man, gosh, it's been moving so crazy these past few weeks. I'm in a new home. This new little setup for now. Got my little couch today, actually. So I'm feeling bougie and anointed. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm just really hyped for today to speak to y'all to see how God is going to move um, through this episode because I've been wanting to speak on this one for a minute and I felt like the Lord put it on my heart and gave me a lot of confirmation to speak on it. So, that's why little old me is sitting down right here. And yeah, if this is your first time, welcome. If you're spinning the block back, hi y'all, I love y'all. Um, and God loves you more than that. And I'm just so excited for today. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy week, just like moving so much and getting things orchestrated and spending so much money <laughs> to get new stuff in the new home but all glory be to god um because he pulled me out of a situation that i no longer wanted to be in anymore i'm looking at my water and it's calling my name my one of my friends slash nail tech got me this cup shout out to you megan i love you thank you i appreciate it Mm, tastes so good so what is safe not soft if you don't know how the heck to navigate this walk that's what this podcast is about how to navigate the christian lifestyle what it's like to be a son or daughter under christ and just to let you know that you're heard seen and loved and you're not in this alone today y'all we're going to talk about a topic um that everyone should have experienced and um it, it's about salvation sanctification transformation and just running the race just literally the whole the whole journey what does it look like when i say yes to jesus what does that look like um i really wanted to give you guys like real fundamental stuff um so today we're gonna talk about saying yes to jesus and how you know it is no longer hot girl summer it's holy girl summer hey come on somebody it's no longer hot girl summer. We're done. <laughs> we are done. It is now hot to holy. Amen. But um, yeah, y'all. So I'm super excited for this episode. Um, before we talk, let's just bow our heads, get into some prayer, and just get into what the Lord has put on our hearts. So dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for your name. We thank you for your presence. I just pray, Father God, that um everything in this podcast records and goes through smoothly that um that your name is known that father god that you're able to sharpen my tongue make me more wise and confident to speak um and i pray god that you just use this platform to reach people um this is for you not for me father god i just pray that um you reach the hearts of those who are listening and they have open hearts open ears open minds uh and open hands just ready to receive what you have to say and i pray that um your spirit just 
is like laid over the people of those who are listening that um they have a safe space to receive and they have a safe space to go before the throne and be like you know what god here's my junk and um i just pray that you give us a sense of safety father god so we just thank you uh for your providence for your safety the fact that you are good and i pray that you take away my will and that your will is done and you just help your people so we're ready to receive and hear what you have to say uh and we thank you and we praise you in jesus name we pray amen 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 yeah i'm so excited to talk about this because it's about the simple matter of the fact that girl hot to holy <laughs> like i i feel like i can tell you why this was like put on my heart if i'm being like very transparent is because i'm seeing okay if you guys don't know a lot of my testimony i'll kind of like reiterate it just a bit so i started doing social media when i was 16 i got viral off of a dancing video when i was in high school and immediately just like changed my world flipped me upside down and i've been self-employed for years uh thanks to social media and being doing influencing and content creation oh sorry mike and um i was influencing fashion lifestyle beauty content for years and the past like two i really pivoted um my niche towards christianity and being a follower of christ and just advocating for his kingdom and for for gaining a whole bunch of followers from like fashion and lifestyle and beauty it was a weird not weird because it ain't weird at all it was um an unusual pivot to take because people would follow you because or they would follow me because it's like oh i love your sense of style or i love your personality or i love this and that and then when you make a decision like that in your life changes so does your content and the people who were once following me and supporting me and quite honestly encouraging my sinful life once i turned to jesus it was just kind of like oh no i don't like that and i'm seeing that a lot with creators right now because this happened to me like two years ago so this wasn't even like a like a recent well somewhat recent but i'm seeing this and, and it's beautiful i'm seeing a lot of people turning to jesus um that are influencers and that are content creators and people are mad because they want to hold these people to a standard that they hold them to and to an expectation that they hold them to and um i'll just name a few that um have really got my attention and that i'm actually mutuals with and love immensely um jade amber beautiful woman of god she just gave her life to christ and um i've really been praying for her a lot recently because she's been so on my heart because you could see jesus shining through her and people in her comments are absolutely dogging her because they're like oh this ain't what we signed up for you don't own her <laughs> let alone her decision making praise god that there's other influencers you could watch um and, and it's really sad that that is the best decision she's ever made in her life and people are completely like dog crapping on it um and it's such a be beautiful deci de decision she made and you could just see how um her life um she found so much more meaning in it and um and this is only from someone who's consuming her content and has that spiritual discernment to discern 
<laughs> um, but it's been so beautiful to watch her. And then my good friend, Arrington. Arrington um, is a good friend of mine. And just seeing him jump from the secular space that he was in into full, fully sold out for Jesus has been really inspiring. And I really do believe like the Lord is working through that man like no other. Um, and when he first started like transitioning and even like now into like Christianity in the space, there's a lot of people like not, not necessarily not accepting, but like, I guess, but pretty much bashing the most beautiful decision he's ever made in his entire life. And I say all this to say, I've gone through the same exact thing. And the truth of the matter is, is just like me, Jade and Arrington, when you say yes to Jesus, people who don't understand are going to get mad. And how do you go from hot to holy? How do you go from living a secular life into living a life that is fully sold out for Jesus? What does that look like? Because obviously you just don't wake up the next day and all your sin is gone. Like, what does it actually mean to follow Jesus, to actually allow him to transform my life? What does the process look like? And what do I need to do on my end? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because um, there's a lot of people coming to the kingdom. And I want to say welcome. I want to say, come on, let's go. Like, praise God. And I'm really excited that Jesus is just reaching so many people right now. And you're seeing... I, or at least I'm seeing just a change in the atmosphere. And I feel like God's setting it so perfectly for a time like this. Um, so I just want to give you guys, if you're new to Christ, um, some applications. Um, and also to let you know that you're heard, seen, and loved through this process. And you're also not alone. Because it can feel really scary. It can feel really... Um, it can feel really scary. Um, especially if you may not have people who support you or if you feel under misunderstood um so i just want to add language to what you're going through right now if that is for you we already prayed huh we did pray i was like did i pray yet yes i did um so yeah i didn't even write any of the stuff down that was just what was on my heart but y'all ready for the tea because i'm gonna let you know here's the tea and I actually made an acronym for this. Is that what it's called? Here's the T. Transformation, endurance, and accountability. Those are the things we're going to learn about today. Um, and we're going to be tapping into Romans 6. So if you have your physical Bible or if you're note-taking, which I've noticed as of recently a lot of you do, um, please turn to Romans 6. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 14, I believe. Yes. Um. When you say yes to Jesus, before I go into this text, when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying no to you. And I think a lot of people forget that when it comes to this walk, um, because people will say yes to Jesus, but they'll still say yes to their lifestyle. And what it says in Revelation 3.16 is that you can neither be hot or cold. Girl, you got to choose one, right? And I think sometimes uh, we get caught up in culture and in the cycle of our own lives by living this pa passive christianity where it's like oh yeah i can still go to the club smoke weed and sleep with my boyfriend and profess jesus and i'm not saying that you saved or not but what i am saying is that a lot of people who are saying they rep jesus 
aren't really repping Jesus like that. And the Bible also says, if you love me, you will follow my commands. So it's not necessarily um, a notion to be perfect, but rather to be considerate of the will of God. And if you're actually being intentional of fulfilling it. And I just kind of want to prompt the question of where you argue with Jesus. Do you love him so much to where you're willing to change some things to live a better life? Not just to because people think like oh my gosh i have to change my whole life to to fit god's ego or it's a whole bunch of rules it's actually a lot of safety and regulations to keep your life safe and your life filled with love and encouragement and fulfillment and satisfaction and i think when we stop going to the world for things with this like temporary satisfaction it's never going to fulfill the god-shaped hole that we have within us because I say this all the time, we have legitimate needs, but we go about it in an illegitimate manner. I'll just throw one out just for example purpose fit, purposes. Uh, a lot of women I know who have a tendency to um, sleep with a lot of men don't have a good relationship with their father. And sleeping with all these men ain't going to solve the problem of your daddy issues. I just got to say it. You got to go to Jesus for that. You got to go to counseling for that. You got to look into your trauma. You got to heal. Like we we do when we have a legitimate need, we go about it in an illegitimate way. So when you're saying yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to the real medicine and the real remedy that he's giving to you. Not just, okay, yeah, I got it. It's basically like going to the doctor um, and hearing you have a sickness and the doctor is giving you medications protocols things you need to do in order to get better and you're basically going you know what nah uh actually i'm not gonna take any of your medicine or any of the remedies or protocols that you have given me and i'm just gonna go try find healing on my own and you know nothing about medicine let alone you don't even have your doctrine so what makes you more credible to your understanding rather than the doctor who's been to school for years practicing medicine these protocols and how to make the patient better. This is what happens with Jesus. Jesus has eternal remedies. And when we come before the throne being like, yeah, God, I love you, but I don't want your remedy. You're basically saying no to him. So are you ready to receive the remedy that God wants to give you? And just to encourage you, this isn't going to happen overnight. Things take time. It's routine. There's space for grace, but it all starts with a yes. Are you ready to come into agreement with what the Lord has for you? And that's your decision. I can't force that upon you. All I can tell you is that it's way better on this side. I haven't, like, y'all, the past few years, like, my understanding, my wisdom, and my thinking has excelled in a way that I couldn't even imagine. Like, I would see people from high school, even my own family members, and they're like, who the heck is this woman? Because the way I speak and the way I articulate my words and the way I present myself is nowhere close to the old me that is now dead <laughs> like she's gone and it's the best decision I ever made in my entire life and feeling that love and that intimacy on a consistent basis is is something now I can never imagine myself living without and the joy that I have in um seeing brothers and sisters in Christ just like come together to just like love one another is so awesome and it's just like not to be corny, but like big happy family. It's like, I just want to see everyone win. 
And then my brothers and sisters want to see me win. And you want to know why? It's because Jesus won. Like, it's a great place to be. It's such a great place to be. I even get to my notes yet. I'm just rambling. My fault. <laughs> so let me um, let me tell you why when you say yes to Jesus, you get a new life. Because I think a lot of you guys are living a life that you no longer want to live. Um, what Jesus did on that cross, and I think sometimes with like Easter in the American church, we can become really passive with what the cross actually means. Um, we could be desensitized at the power of the cross. And what Jesus did for us was when he died on that cross, so did our old lives if we come into agreement with him. So did our addictions, so did our trauma, our past. It all died with him. Through him, we have redemption. Because this is basically what happened, super simple. In the beginning of the time, in Genesis, Adam and Eve, because they sinned and they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, eating that fruit caused division between them and God. So with that division, Adam and Eve now have separation from God. And what reunited people which is humanity and god back together was jesus dying on the cross which is like a price needed to be paid because something was taken away and i think i said this in one episode but basically when something happens it's like like being held ransom it's like adam and eve sinned and in order for them to be reunited a price has to be paid what's so beautiful about god is that he paid the price for you so there was a price that we were supposed to pay because we sin, we were full of iniquity, but yet because of God's merciful love, he gave us redemption through his son. So now we are united to Christ, to God, through Jesus. All we have to do is come into agreement with what Jesus did for us. Does that make sense? So when it comes into coming when it comes to coming into agreement with the cross, you're basically devoting yourself to the simple matter of the fact that Jesus died for me and I get to walk in a life of freedom because he took on my debt. It's basically coming into that agreement. So what I love about um, Romans 6, which I told y'all to flip to a million years ago, is that it talks about this. And I was praying about, okay, God, I want to talk about how to holy, but if, if that's not what you want to talk about we're not gonna talk about it we can talk about whatever you want to talk about god because it's your podcast not mine and uh i was reading through my bible and i landed on romans 6 and i haven't been in romans in a minute um and i read 1 through 14 i was like this is perfect for the episode um so yeah it, it gives us an understanding of what that transformation what that baptism looks like so I'm just going to read and then kind of stop in between it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really plan it all that much. I was just going to let the Holy Spirit do his thing. But yeah, basically, um, let's start in verse one. What shall we say then? Shall we go on, go on sinning so that grave may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin, but how can we live in it any longer? Or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. This is just verses 1 through 4. We even get to 14 yet and it's already going crazy. And what I love is, 
shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase uh you know how uh people be justifying their own actions because they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go sleep with my boyfriend because god forgives i'm gonna go smoke this blunt because god forgives i'm gonna wear um or i'm gonna wear uh pasties and a a thong and that's it to coachella and i'm gonna wear it because god forgives um i'm gonna get drunk off this hennessy because god forgives i'm gonna go sleep with a girl because god forgives i'm gonna go do everything because god forgives great grace doesn't increase with the same consistency that your sin increases does that make sense intentionally sinning for the sole purpose to abuse god's grace is what iniquity is and that's what we're supposed to turn from so what paul is saying shall we go on sinning so that great grace may increase by no means so pretty much he's saying no (laughs) don't keep sinning so grace may increase we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or do you not know that you who are bo- baptized, excuse me, into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Do you know what I hear when I hear that verse? We are we are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Why do we still choose to live in sin? Then Paul says, or do you not know? We still live in sin because we don't know y'all. We still live in sin because we don't know how terrible it is. We will still live in sin because we don't know that it's driving us to death. That doesn't take away the truth and the matter of the fact that it's leading us to corruption. But it is pointing to the more evident fact that we don't know. And would you rather not know and be destined for something you don't want? Or be in the posture of knowing in receiving eternal life. Does this make sense? Talk Holy Ghost. Come on. 6-5. For we have been united with him in a death like this. We will certainly also be united in a resurrection like his. Oh my gosh. Bro, I love Jesus. I love this verse. That's basically, like how I said earlier, when you die on the cross, your old life's dying with it. But don't you know that Jesus beat death? Like, he resurrected from the life that he died to and beat death. So, when you get baptized, you're beating death. You're beating death. You're no longer, (laughs) sin is no longer in control. So, when you're saying no to your old life and saying yes to Jesus, when you get baptized and you give your life to him, just like how your old life dies with him on the cross, your new life is born with him as soon as he's raised. Come on. Talk Holy Ghost. You have to die in order to live. And some of y'all are not getting this because it's like, wait, but I didn't die. I didn't die. Spiritually, you did. That's why I said my old life is nothing like how it is now. Absolutely nothing. And then when it comes to actual the actual day of death, that's not a death. That's just a relocation. God's just gonna move me somewhere else. So good. Six, six through seven. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, so that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Come on, like answers are right here. You're set free, girl. Like you literally. Had your old life die on the cross with Jesus. 
and now you're able to be a new life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 6, 8 through 10. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Jesus won the the bottle. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. He did not win the bottle. He won the battle. Jesus won the battle. You have been set free. You've been set free from fear, from sin. There's no room for that no more. Don't you know that Jesus takes up all space and all room? Sin no longer has control. Oh, so good. He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery to him. The thing that we all fear Jesus conquered. The thing that is a huge mystery to us. Jesus conquered. Jesus conquered. Romans 6, 11 through 13. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive in God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you may obey its evil desires do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness but rather offer yourselves to god and those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness repent and turn that's what that's saying come on and then six fourteen. for sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace there is space for grace and i already know this next thing i'm gonna say a lot of like my holy like righteous christians not gonna be so happy with it but i have to be truthful um and this is gonna talk and now we're gonna get into the endurance sanctification and the progression part um and i know people aren't gonna like that i say this but it's a part of the process and it's real and i'm not gonna say here but on in front I remember um, the first few years of me following Christ or like saying yes to Jesus. Well, so I gave my life like I got baptized on April 4th, 2021. So that was almost three years ago. But I started following Jesus um, in 2019. Um, So for those first two years up until I got baptized, I was still living ratchet and raggedy. I was proclaiming to be Christian but I was still smoking, drinking, um, being with people I should not be with and doing things that were sinful. And I'm not saying like I was like a hood rat and doing things that were absolutely awful, but I was doing stuff that was sinful with the intentionality, knowing that it didn't serve me. And, um, God gave me space for grace. I'm gonna let you know what I'm not saying. I'm not saying hear this and keep sleeping with your boyfriend because God God gives space for grace and you need to abuse the grace that he gives you. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that God was putting me through a process of sanctification and what it means to be sanctified or to go through the process of sanctification. It's the process of becoming more holy. And if sanctification is a process, why would I expect for it to be overnight? For pictures to develop, they have to be in a dark room before you bring it out to the light. I was in my dark room for a minute and God was developing me. Does that make sense? It doesn't, I'm not trying to encourage y'all to do anything. I'm just saying God was using the things that I was coming to agreement with. He completely killed it. And then I came out of it literally with 
power, wisdom, and strength because God showed me that those things were never the answer. Does this make sense? So there's space for grace. There is room to grow and you have a safe space to make mistakes. It takes a long time to unlearn things you've been taught. I remember um, one of the biggest things uh, because I, I never knew nothing about no therapy or like expressing my emotions. I was like really closed off to people because like when I was in high school and converting into my adulthood, I was so under the fact that no one gave a dang about me, that I was misunderstood, that no one was going to help me, that I was just a closed book. And when it came to saying yes to Jesus, I knew some things had to change. And while like there were some physical things that I was doing that wasn't okay, a huge part of it, and I, I was talking about this the other day, if I didn't say yes to Jesus, I would have for sure been a raging narcissist. <laughs> I was on the road for narcissism before I met Jesus because the way I was so self-centered and um, because this is what narcissism is. Narcissism is basically people have attacked you so much your own life, your whole life, that you're no longer worried about the effects of other people around you. You're so consumed of the effects upon yourself that you will do any and everything to protect you. And it's not necessarily self-admiration because most narcissists hate themselves and they're just really they they try to put a microscope to them instead of worrying about the people who are around them I was on the road to be a raging narcissist because I was hurt I was vulnerable I've been attacked every dang person in my life hurt me and um that was something that was a huge process I remember when it came to managing um my thought process the way I used my words, the way I treated people, the way um, I processed anything and the way I responded. Um, that I remember that was one of the things that took like a really, really long time because the things that were physical, like me smoking and um, being with men or drinking and like wearing certain things and like cussing and all these things, that was just a response to the things that were actually hurting deep within me. So once I was actually able to tap into that, then those things started changing. I'd even stop smoking until 2021. The first two years of me finding Christ was figuring out that I'm loved. And that took a minute to figure out. And once I was able to speak to that little girl who felt insecure, unheard, seen, and not loved, I was able to speak to my actions that were not flourishing and be like oh wait i'm actually smoking because i don't know how to talk to people oh i'm actually being rude to people because i'm hurt because people have been rude and angry towards me oh my thinking mechanism sucks because i've been taught to fear things my whole life it's like once you allow god to touch the root of your problems all that stuff that a lot of these christians want to be like oh my gosh she does this you're not a real christian Th those things will go away in due time like you just cutting that off isn't actually going to get to the root like ask the lord to reveal places in your heart that are corrupted because what it is with sanctification is when you say yes to jesus you're going to find out very soon that the more you stick with him the more he's going to reveal parts of you that are really dark and people don't want to talk about that because I've been rocking with Christ for years and it's like every day is a new revelation of something in my heart that's jacked up. And I thought I was dealing with all the mess when I first said yes to him and I was smoking and drinking and partying and doing all this stuff. But even five years later, 
and my head's in the word and I'm devoted to Christ and I'm up in my prayer closet, there's still things that God's revealing that's nasty, grimy, and gross. It's not necessarily about what's happening, it's about the way you respond. And if you're responding out of a way of wisdom and with an open mind and with a repentive heart, the sanctification process, it's not necessarily easy, but it's for sure doable. And I'm just wanting to encourage y'all that there is space for grace um, and there will always be space for grace, but there will not be excuses for iniquity. And what iniquity is, is doing things knowing dang well you're not supposed to do it. Like... I'm pretty sure everybody has had parents you came from somewhere or you've been under some sort of authority it's basically your parent like telling you hey don't do this because I know it's bad for you and I want to protect you and you being like uh no I'm still gonna do it anyways because like I don't give a dang it makes me feel good like that like consistently living in sin knowing dang well is not serving you that's what iniquity is so I would just encourage y'all that when it comes to the sanctification process it's a process and no one can dog on it like god has given you the grace for it and things take time and you have a safe space to grow and to bring your things towards god um but he doesn't excuse it but he's also not like pulling knives out on you either you know like you're at a dinner table with jesus uh i hung out with one of my best friends john yesterday um and one one of the things i say is like um uh like when you're unequipped i just say oh like you brought a knife to a gunfight and he said he said bruh like they brought guns to a dinner table and i was like yeah not like we will have dinner tables set for us um that we're supposed to sit at and be cordial and peaceful and there's space for grace at and people are pointing guns at you that's not the case with jesus jesus wants to sit with you he wants to love you he wants to encourage you and he wants to make your life better and we could allow jesus to make a way within us by listening to him and being obedient um and it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to be perfect but god admires our progression and not our perfection it's all just about how you respond it's not about everything you do because we see everybody in the dang bible messed up even david who was so loved and admired by god like slept with another woman killed killed her husband his best friend all all this stuff and god gave him room to grow i'm not saying sleep with another woman and kill someone that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is that there's no such thing as a perfect person in the bible except for jesus and that's such good news because when you accept him that perfect person now lives within you and that's where you have power that's where you can say no to sin that's where you're able to stand the test and 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 be with christ right so i just want to encourage y'all i'm barely following my notes but i feel like holy spirit's just going so i'm like not i'm not upset (laughs) i'm not mad um so good so good yeah i pretty much said all of that dang i didn't even look at my notes last thing we're going to talk about is accountability which is repentance and um jerry flowers said it the best i love jerry flowers um i've been listening to him in his church a lot recently and man that man is crazy spiritual but he speaks the dang truth he said something in a sermon that i watched um but when it comes to repentance, Jerry Flowers said it the best. He said, repentance is chopping down the tree of your rebellion and begging God to pluck up the roots. Mm! 
bro when i heard that i absolutely screamed <laughs> in my seat i was like my brother this is so good this is so good because repentance is basically turning god or hold on repentance is us turning away from sin and asking god to give us the strength to not look back that's what repentance is and uh that, that's basically like when it comes to saying no to your old life like okay god i'm making the decision to say no to smoking no to going out with the girlies drinking being with men they're not supposed to be with i'm saying no to this no to this please give me the strength to not look and go back to that that is repentance turning away from to turn away from and that's a crucial part of this walk is turning away from sin and following christ and locking your eyes with god um luke 5 27 through 32 and this is about um basically what had happened is that um jesus was eating with the sinners and i talked about this in one episode because people like to be like oh like oh jesus didn't sit with the sinners the sinners sat with him and i'm like that's not what it says in scripture jesus pursued the sinners he literally pursued people that others saw as less than um so anyways it says after this jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of levi sitting at his tax booth follow me jesus said to him and leave and levi got up and left left everything and followed him then levi had a great banquet for jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them but the pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners jesus jesus answered them it's not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance that is jesus's will he literally told these pharisees his dang plan he's like if you're healthy why you need a doctor is he really healthy though like god wants you god wants you and the lord wants to use your mess and turn it into a message so just know that that jesus is pursuing you the sick because he just wants you to come to repentance he just wants you to turn away from your old life and keep your eyes set on the glory that he has for you that's it and i want to give you guys the opportunity to give your life to christ and um to say yes to him and i'm if this is a decision that you're wanting to make just know one you're making the best decision you'd ever make in your entire life two you're not alone you're supported loved seen and heard and three god is going to immensely change your life for the better so if that's you um we're just gonna pray i'm just gonna ask you to repeat after me so before i pray actually I just felt like Holy Spirit just like interrupted me. You're so seen. Mm. I don't know who this is for. I don't even care if it's for one person listening to this. I think it's one person, but I'm going to say it for the sake of this one person that I'm like prophetically seeing here. This God seen you crying in a ball on your bed. (laughs) and it's not given at nighttime it's given in the middle of the day you got jeans on (laughs) in the bed curled up and hearing your cries and thinking things you should not be thinking 
and you questioning where God is and if you're heard. You were seen through that and you were heard through that. And God wants to save you from your sorrow. And God's just saying, come here. God is stepping down from his throne to meet you where you are. The throne is still very much so his. But he's meeting you. Scripture says um, that God turns his ear towards the one who towards the ones who cry out to him. It's a psalm. I'm not sure which one it is. But what that means is, is that we're crying like children and God is turning his ear down to hear you because he hears you and he sees you and he notices you. So um, just know you're heard, seen and loved. And if you're accepting Jesus in your life, let's please pray and just repeat after me. Jesus, I thank you. I accept you. I say yes to you. I invite you into my heart. Change me. Transform me. Renew me. Make me into a new creation. I leave my whole life behind. I come into agreement with your will. And not mine. I say yes to you. I believe what you did on the cross. And I believe my old life died with you on that cross. So I say yes to new life. And for you to be at the throne of it. I throne you to my life. Guide me. Speak to me. I receive you. I am sorry for all of my sin. I'm sorry for hurting others, for hurting myself, and for hurting you. Please forgive me. I accept your forgiveness. I accept your grace. And I will walk into your glory. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's a good episode. I can't wait to listen to this. Y'all be knowing me. After I be doing it, I'm like, I can't I can't wait to hear what what, what God said. But yeah, I know you're heard, seen, and loved, and that um you're supported through this. Um, if you need prayer, there's a link down below for y'all to fill out, um, prayer. If you just got saved, there's also a link for that. If you feel led to tithe, there's a link. If not, pray. I don't give a dang. I'm just, I'm just trying to spread the good news. If y'all want to bless me, thank you. Um, if you can't do it money-wise, please pray. If anything, that's what I really need. Um, but man, I'm just so happy and joyous because God's kingdom is growing and we're becoming more bold. I thought I was going to be the only bold one out here. Yeah, God's equipping his people. And um, I'm really excited to be a part of that and to witness it. So, yeah, God is so good. Um, and, yeah, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good.
Well, I love you guys. Have a great rest of the day or week. And I will see you two weeks from now. Love you guys. Bye.